books, yeah. Spend time with us. CD Reads. Hi, everyone, and welcome to CD Reads, your beginner's guide to the crazy world of erotic romance. I'm Kelly. I'm Becca. Welcome to episode five. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm oh, so dare you. Well, I feel like we're going to be apologizing a lot just for the content <laughs> yes. of this episode. So we'll just maybe. start off with a horrible stained <laughs> song from like the early aughts. Yeah, maybe that's what the title of this episode should be. I'm sorry. We're <laughs> yeah. sorry. We are so we sorry. We are really sorry. Uh, things took a turn for the old <laughs> CD Readsters uh, this uh, episode. We um, decided to go a little outside our normal realm of supernatural um, and kind of fell down a K-hole. Um <laughs> what what happened was um, some fans of the show sent me um, a little tidbit that uh, KFC had released a romance novel for Mother's Day. Like four people sent that to me. Hashtag <laughs> brand is strong. So <laughs> I love your reputation now. <laughs> I'm just trash. I'm drink. You know what? We're drinking wine drinking with a screw badger? top bottle. Yes, it's called Honey Badger. It's really good. Uh, yeah, actually, I really it like is. It. It's like $8. So this is, oh, it's South African wine. $8 is like the perfect amount of money to spend on it wine. It really for me. is. Every wine I love is $8. Yeah. No, same. Like if you're spending more than $12, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Or it's a you're gift and foolish. you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the NPR guys say don't go above $20 or don't go below $100, which yeah. <laughs> I don't have $100. <laughs> uh, so. But I'm also not going to go, I don't go past $12 because I'm garbage. And I like being garbage. It's great. (laughs) We are the honey badgers of wine fanciness. Mm -hmm. We don't give shit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so uh, my brand is so strong. I drink uh, wine from a screw top lid instead of the cork. And I get friends sending me KFC romance. So, we are going to unpack that today. (laughs) And believe it or not, a romance involving Colonel Sanders is the least weird thing that we're going to talk about today. That was like... I don't know if I'm happy or sad that I read that one first, because I feel like it would have been a palate cleanser. Like, no no pun intended, after the second (laughs) book we read. But I feel like I need to take a break from this shit after that second book we read. And we'd already taken a break. Yeah. (laughs) God, I've never felt so dirty. Like, even the other books we've read, a lot of them have been pretty dirty. I've never felt so dirty reading the donut book. This is like, ooh, this is salacious. It's got me all tangly. This is like, what? This is turn it, has my life taken. It's like reading a reading. transcription of hardcore porn. That's I wish really, I was reading a transcription of hardcore <laughs> porn. I'm not going to lie. At least there would be humans involved. Yeah, it's and you know what? We've hope. talked about non-humans, but this is the weirdest non-human thing <sighs> by far with a dick. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We're very sorry. Please keep listening to our sporadic <laughs> podcast. We'll try to do something normal next time. I don't know what we're going to do, but it definitely can't be this weird. No. Well, I mean, I think anything's a step up from this. It was... uh, After, you know, we took a break because, like, Becca was an adult and bought a house or some shit. So, like, it's perfectly adult things that... But this was... Maybe a misstep <laughs> to get us back into this. Yeah. This is not like easing back into it. This no, was like fucking was full steam ahead. Full dicks ahead. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. So uh, let's get into it. Our theme for the mm. week is kind of hard to parse because there is like a... Sl- there are like two things that I think connect them. Mm. The first is that there's some sort of food connection. Yeah. Like there's the KFC chicken. Um... Uh, but neither is about like a fetish with food. It's just like a, a very light food connection. Yeah. So yeah, we have this first one, which is Tender Wings of Desire. Which, which is I love that title. Right. That's it's fantastic. Just fantastic. Um so that's the first title. And there's no author added to it. It's on on my Kindle yeah. as Sanders, comma, Colonel. So uh, some poor which, underpaid like, woman are we probably supposed wrote to it. believe that he wrote this story about his own life. Like I don't he's, know. he's he writing wrote from the POV anec- of someone anecdotes else. about his own life. 
Uh, well, is the, is he not the colonel? I mean, yes, but it's not. He's not the main focus or the POV. So, oh yeah, yeah that's like, true. I don't know. I don't know. So we don't know who <laughs> the author of that is. But you you Google "Tender Wings of Desire" and you can find it. Um, and that that one costs money. Uh, yeah, we missed the free window because yeah. uh, life is terrible. But we paid like ninety nine cents for it. Yeah, so not expensive. Yeah, uh, we actually paid for both of the things, both yes. in money and in <laughs> innocence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The other one is um, I feel like this name has kind of made the rounds on the internet. Um, the author's name is Chuck Tingle, and his whole deal is writing like gay erotica. That's like kind of out there so he writes like shit with like dinosaurs bigfoot i think there's one that's called like pounded in the butt by my own butt he writes so much meta stuff like it's unbelievable it's it's yes just very very strange it'll be like pounded in the butt by the idea that i was a character in a chuck tingle novel yeah they're so fucking weird this was one of the more normal like really god this was one of the more normal ones what because i was like i don't know enough about him to pick his like crazy meta stuff because I'm like yeah. I don't know who you are. One's about like being fucked by an award that he won for writing a different book. Was it a Hugo award? Yes. Oh, because I read about that whole thing. I was uh, trying to do research on him because I was trying I to figure what out what the is. fuck Chuck Tingle's game was. <laughs> All I learned is that it's a pseudonym and he's very secretive about his identity. So he's like the lemony snicket of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one called again? I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, so the book that we read oh, is... Oh, Glazed by the Gay Living Donuts. Y- yes. So, so you see the food connection. There are is more food in the in the Glazed by the Living Gay Donuts one yeah. than the Tender Wings of Desire, to my surprise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's like a tangential like food connection. And then there's also like the connection that both of these kind of seem like parodies of the whole genre. Yeah. Which for the most part, we've been reading pretty straightforward stuff. Um, admittedly with a slight satirical eye, I think, like, because I think we both thought this whole thing was a joke when we first started reading it, and I, I, like, still kind of do. That sounds really mean. I don't think (laughs) it's a joke, but I still kind of come in viewing it like I I do a movie that I know is bad, like, oh, this is gonna be good. Um, and so I came in that same mindset and was very surprised in two different ways. This is why I really want to get a guest that really knows this shit and loves this shit because I feel like there has got to be a set of criteria that we're not aware of Mm -hmm. as not being like lovers of this genre that have people, you know, that people love it for and come to expect and what they look out for and their yardstick for right measuring what is good about these books or what is bad about these books. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what it is. No. So we're just like, haha, this stuff's interesting or weird. Going in with virginal eyes. We're, yeah. So <laughs> I hadn't said that in a couple episodes, I feel like. I so I think like, I earned it. Say the creepy thing. I, I know. It. It's like, I'm it's my deal. <laughs> it's like your thing. It is. I I'm like the Jared Fogel of this <laughs> <Ew>. podcast. No. <laughs> you are not that. No, I'm way cuter. <laughs> we both wear glasses though. You and Jared. Yeah. That's a, that's I think where the comparisons end, actually. But you I've been drinking. You don't so. love Subway subs? No. I mean you I'll eat it. It's right across the street. Like, slimy cold meat. Yoga mats. I don't eat meat at all, so, like, I mean, there's, like, That's two true. things I can eat there, and then it's sandwiched between two yoga mats, so <laughs> not exactly my ideal. Although, I do also really love trash. Like, we're talking about, I love talking about how trashy I am. This like, wine I mean, screw top. No, it's not. It's good, but I mean, like. I mean, it tastes like wine that somebody dumped sugar in. It's like yeah. the sweet tea of red wine. Like, listen to this. This is, <laughs> this is a bottle that does not have a cork this is a screw off top like that's the kind of trash i'm talking about like i like that i like taco bell like there's a, mm. just an aspect of me that's that loves trash and i mean i'm reading romance novels so i mean like yeah. there's just like it's it's a constant fascination <laughs> we were planning on getting some kfc for this podcast and then did not and i was planning on surprising kelly with donuts and then mm-hmm. did not and you'll understand I don't, why i don't regret it i just I didn't like donuts that much to begin with. I love donuts. They're ruined. I can't look at them anymore. (laughs) I can't. All right. We got to get into this. We do. Because I have so much to say. Yeah. These are both really short, thankfully. So like if your curiosity is piqued, 
it's going to take an hour of your time. Maybe an hour and a half. I don't know how fast you read. I'm not a good gauge of that. I read really <laughs> You are fast. a speed reader. Um, it didn't take me very long, and I would say I'm a moderate moderate speed. Okay, so trust Becca on this yeah. one. This is... These are easy This will take you an afternoon. Well, easy. And I had to... <laughs> I had already been drinking a little bit when I started reading the donut one and had to stop and get way drunker so I could finish it. I, uh, I read these sober. (laughs) I'll be forever haunted by that. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think I, sometimes, you know, you have that level of self-loathing where you're just like, (laughs) I'll handle anything. I'm garbage. So like... (laughs) That must have been it. I don't know. But yeah, so let's get into it. Let's start. Mm. Which one should we start with? I don't even know which Um, one. Should we start with the gross one? No, I think we should start with KFC because I think after the gross one, there's just going to be like no redeeming anything about this. That's true. You're right. I was thinking of your palate cleanser <laughs> yeah. thing, and I was like, should well, we be yeah. nice? Because I, I had initially I don't know what would KFC be better first. or worse. I think I think it would be better to start out okay well, and end like really weird, and then people can just stop listening to us and go like wash their ears out or something and try to feel clean again. Right. Okay. Okay. So um, let's talk about Tender Wings of Desire then. Um, Becca, you want to give us a rundown of the plot? I can try. I left all my notes at home, so I had to <laughs> skim these at work today. Ah, you can do it. So we've got Madeline. Uh, she's our protagonist. She is pale, dewy, with green eyes and unruly brown curls. She mm. sounded really cute. Her sister, Victoria, I think looked just like her, but had straight hair. So, you know, she's normal. Yeah. Um, Gotta love that trope. That's mm-hmm. too curly Doesn't women. get old at all. <laughs> I love that women with curly hair and short hair are insane and everything. Right? Ah, God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every girl who grew up in the 90s that had curly hair and glasses has a complex and doesn't even know it. Oh, yeah. Because we were always the before picture. Like, yeah. literally, I had people being like, you look like Mia Thermopolis, which is Anne Hathaway's character from The Princess Diaries. But oh, great. They'd be like, but like the before picture. But Yeah, before she was a princess. Yeah. So, like, where she's ugly and everyone hates her. Thanks. <laughs> Great. Great, great. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times I've like burned my fucking face on straightening irons mm-hmm. to try to look like a normal person and fail. So Madeline is smart and funny and she's like she's not traditionally ladylike like her sister. She wants to ride horses. She doesn't ever want to get married. She wants to be a spinster for the rest of her life. Um, she is arranged to be married to a duke. And she is not into that at all. No. Uh, my my notes are very broad. That's okay. Your notes are today. better than mine, <laughs> okay. actually. So. There was like a ball, and it wasn't very interesting. And the Duke's there, and she's like, I don't like him. And the sister's <laughs> like, he's cute, marry him. And she's like, no. So uh, she runs away at the encouragement of her brother who's mm-hmm. visiting. And her brother was like traveling abroad because he's a boy and he's allowed to do that He, he goes to and, Oxford. He's yeah. in business school. And she's pretty jealous of just his freedom and his whole yeah. life. Like education and adventure sounds like her bag. Definitely. So he like he says something to her like, if you ran away, I wouldn't blame you. Wink, wink or something. So she runs away. More heavy handed than the latest Game of Thrones episodes. <laughs> Ayo. Uh, topical. Um, (laughs) So she grabs her horse and runs away. Um, She finds a cute seaside town, which had a really cutesy name, and I forgot what it was. It was like like, Missile by the Sea or some cute bullshit. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, So she goes, she just like shows up there like, I'm going to get a job and find a place to live. So she wanders into a bar and meets this uh, redhead behind the counter whose name is Kiva. It is spelled C-A-O-I-M-H-E because I guess she's super fucking Irish. That's Celtic as shit, you guys. <laughs> um, and that lady's really nice to her. Yeah. And gives Takes her a her job in. there and a place to live upstairs above mm-hmm. the bar. So she starts working immediately, and I think on her first night there, the colonel walks in. We don't know he's a colonel. At oh, this that's point. true. He just introduces he's just a himself sailor as named Harland. Harland. Yes, um, and he's just like a typical sailor. Like if you picture a sailor, especially like a cartoon sailor, that's what he looks say, like. He's cartoon got, sailor is exactly what I pictured. He's got a striped shirt and a pea coat, <laughs> um, and he also has dark framed glasses. Hmm. 
Actually, I do think that's kind of cute. So, yeah, like, I was, I was like, actually, this that. is kind of this is <laughs> preaching to to my audience. Yeah, I, I, like we were talking about um to 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 go back to Game of Thrones <laughs> about how we're not really into James uh John Jon Snow. Snow, but. We're both really into Kit Harrington wearing glasses. Yeah, which like everyone else, like on the fucking planet, thinks he's the best looking guy ever, ever. And we're he's like, cute, I only so like, like him when he wears glasses. Yeah, I mean, and, I kind of got it a little last episode, not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, but for the most part, I was like, yeah, he's fine. They've yeah. killed off all the people I thought were really handsome. <laughs> yeah, um, which we won't get into because it'll be embarrassing for me. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Kit Harrington with glasses. Just Google it. Yeah. It's the best. If you haven't seen it before, do yourself a He favor. wears like the same frames that I wore in the 90s. Yeah. It's oh, foin. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. So the description of uh, the colonel is, you know what? Think Kit Harrington in a sailor outfit wearing yeah. his Oh, that glasses. definitely helps. Okay. Um, Except that he has very fair hair. Right. They talk about okay, his hair yes. being like right. so blonde it looks white. But he's not. Um, and he has blue eyes. They they don't mention his age at all, but he's no. clearly supposed to be a young man. And he's right. not like the KFC so guy. He doesn't look the like logo. the grizzled colonel. Also, yeah. I want to take a minute to point out the fact that when you get the ebook, um, there is an illustration at the front that's oh, like yeah. the cover of the book, and it's like not indicative of the story at all. Because what you have is an old oh, that looks colonel nothing like in the white suit, described. but like the sleeves have been cut off, so he looks like a Chippendales dancer. And <laughs> then holding in his arms, he looks, he's holding a woman in his arms who's wearing like a sweater and jeans and well, a She looks purse. super 90s. She, she looks, looks like she's so from 90s. the cover of like a Babysitter's Club Yes, book. and then this clearly takes place in like Victorian era. Yeah. So like, oh, no yeah, one's she's, wearing any fucking pants in she's this. She's a lady and is like running away from her real right, lifestyle. Like, her whole yeah. thing is like, I hate the aristocracy. I don't want to just be an upper middle class white lady that's yeah. some boring shit running a house and sewing things and that's not for me yeah uh, and so Harlan the sailor is a complete escape from that yes so there's also okay so I was confused about this in rereading it mm-hmm. because I didn't know if I was missing something there's like a scrawny boy cook that yes. works there that like blushes every time he's around or he gets he's like real weird around her. it. Yeah. I thought that it was gonna turn out that he was like a spy for her family and was gonna like rat her out to no, them, but then I think nothing he just has ever happened. No. Yeah. I know. Well okay, it so seemed as, like it was like a red herring to me. I thought they were absolutely. setting it up to be like he was gonna out her, but then he was just like, No, he's just awkward and yeah, like has a boner yeah, for like, her. Like has a boner for her. And like, okay, so as Madeline and, and Harlan get to know each other, which is very brief. They don't really get yeah. into them getting to know each other. Yeah, they like, like at go all. on a walk. Um, pr- pretty much. That's <laughs> it. Like she notices that the young cook Liam stops talking to her mm-hmm. and like thinks that she's done something wrong. But really, like any woman on the internet knows, is what's happened is that they've been like, "Hello, my lady. How may I service you with my neck beard?" And you say, "I have a boyfriend," and then they never talk to you again. Like it's just that, like because yeah. they can't stick their penis in you, you're no longer a person. And so yes. that's kind of what I thought was going on was that you know, kitchen neck beard yeah. was just feeling slighted. <laughs> but then he might have been awkward because of a certain plot twist. Oh, wait, I don't remember. Wait, was he? Well, uh, he had the letter that... Oh, okay. No, okay. So I I thought there was something I was forgetting, but that still wasn't what I thought it would be originally. No, 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 not at all. I was... Yeah. He it was an absolute red herring. Yeah, I also he was thought, just well, being an yeah, asshole. Because okay, so during this, so she's working at the bar. She's cavorting with the sailor. Yeah, she's hiding her identity. She's hiding who she is. Like I mean, the uh, Kiva and the owner of the bar, Carson, have both mm-hmm. kind of sniffed her out. Yeah, just because she's obviously like yeah, she's like. I am definitely a poor person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good, is that a better? <laughs> I am most good at being wretched. Um, yeah, so she's very bad at being a poor person. Um, but, I mean, not. I don't, I don't know. But, yes, yeah, so, but she's hiding who she is. And her family does not seem to be looking for her. Yeah, because she really doesn't question. go that far. She travels for, like, a night. Yeah. And goes to the first town she sees. And, like, this is Victorian England, so it's not like you can drive across England in a day like you yeah. can now. Or, I, I don't know, I don't. Don't quote me on that. We're going by... <laughs> I've been confused by Game of Thrones traveling for the season, so... Yeah. 
<laughs> this episode brought to you by Game of Thrones and Honey Badger Wine. <laughs> but okay, so I don't know how far that gets you in Victorian times, but I'm assuming I would think not like by very. horse in one night, considering she spends multiple nights there, mm-hmm. someone would have fucking caught up to her and at least been like, all right, I'll check out this coastal town. Yeah, so don't quote me on the science of how far mm. a horse can travel in a day, but I can't <laughs> imagine it's more than like 20 miles. I don't know. I have no clue. I don't actually, I don't like horses at all. Me neither. I I'm hate so glad. Horses. I'm They're just not so glad magical. that we can agree about this. They because are dead I've gotten a monsters. lot of shit about this. They're too big. They're too they could I, kick you in the face and I kick been, your whole face okay, off. Okay, so full disclosure, I was bitten by a horse when I was a child, <laughs> and so that's my grudge. That's my longest grudge. I hate oh, yeah, horses. There you go. There was a BuzzFeed article about what your longest grudge was, <laughs> and I couldn't think of what it was. But this is it. This is my longest grudge. It's horses. Single digit years old, not quite sure what. Horse bit my finger while I was feeding in a carrot. I've hated them ever <laughs> since. They're dead-eyed monsters. They will step on you, and they don't give a shit. And also, yeah. like, I just they're not majestic. They're evil. <laughs> they're just like muscle machines. They're too big. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be that Oh, big. oh, also, okay, so I also, I rode one when I was in the Caribbean on a cruise when I was 19, and uh-huh. it kept trying to lie down in the water and kill me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so horses are terrible. I don't know how far they can travel, and I don't care to find out, but I know it's not far. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm having a lot of trauma with this episode. <laughs> a lot of things are coming yeah. to the surface. oh boy i'm sorry (laughs) again we are sorry (laughs) so you don't even know (laughs) you don't know it gets so much worse so i don't remember if it's that first night or the second night or the week later i don't fucking remember at some point (laughs) harland is there they go on a walk together at night and they're like, it's feel, been like a week. I feel alive when I'm around you. Yeah, I remember he he was like gone, and she kept like looking at the door to see if he was there. Yeah. So they go on a walk, and they're like, I love you. All of a sudden, um. But then, okay, so here's a que- here's a question. Mm-hmm. They spend the night together. Do they have sex? If they do, they don't get into it. This is a very safer workbook. Yeah. This book which, is like completely clean. There are yeah. zero descriptions of sex to the point where I don't know if they had sex. It's like Yeah, it's not totally clear. Like first, there's innuendo, but they could have just made out a lot or yeah. touched some boobies. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's like nothing direct at no. all to the point where at first I thought like I guess they just made out all night yeah. and fell asleep. But then the next day I think she said that they were lovers or something. So I was like, did they have sex then? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this this, was incredibly clean. Yes. But I I guess, I mean, we should have expected it because it was a a release by a major company for Mother's Day. I don't think I realized it was released by them. I just thought it was some person that somehow, I don't know. I guess uh, I don't know how they got the four people who sent this to me. (laughs) I read four articles about it. So I didn't know it was the company that put it out. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't right, ex- I wasn't expecting anything super racy. I guess I was expecting more innuendo. Yeah, but there was oh, there, there was, was none. nothing. Yeah, it was very very yeah very definitely chased. very safe for work. Very but clean. also like other books that have been kind of gross. Um, there was no mention of like virginity or how precious that was or mm-hmm. anything like that either. So it also wasn't creepy either. It was very straightforward. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. they hook up. So they. Make out all night long like a couple of teenagers or whatever they do. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I don't have many notes after this. Mm. So they not much. It's kind of it's revealed at some point they are both pretending to be common folk. Mm -hmm. Um. She's a lady of whatever her fancy family is. Yeah. And he is the heir or the owner of this chicken empire, you know, back in the U.S. Right. Uh, Yeah, the term of Colonel Sanders is apparently, like, it's a title. It's not, mm -hmm. like, specifically his name. I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of hazy. There's, like, a letter that the cook, I'm just going to call Neckbeard. um, (laughs) There's no mention of a Neckbeard at all. Chef Neckbeard. Chef Neckbeard uh, gives... Uh, Madeline a letter and it was like I'm so sorry to show you this I'm pretty sure he's trying to break them up so he could put his yeah. pee in her V I don't know <laughs> um, they don't get into it at all yeah. and it basically it's a letter to the colonel 
detailing like you need to come home to your empire and run yeah, it. Yeah, it's like and, from his brother. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, he's aristocracy. This is everything I've been running away from. And, yeah, and she's upset for like approximately five seconds. Yeah. And then they're like, but we love each other. And then they sail to America. Chicken land. Yeah. I don't know. And that's it. And decide to get married. Yeah. And she like writes a letter back to her family and is like, I'm alive. I'm getting married. I'm happy now. And they're like, yay. Okay. Guess what? Your sister's fine. marrying the guy you jilted. Yes. Like, that also. She's marrying the Duke that uh, Madeline was supposed to marry. Yeah. And everyone's, everyone's okay with everything. Yeah. No one's mad about anything. No drama at all. Yeah. And that's it. What it's a cool family. Straightforward and mm. easy. It, and it was, you know, it was very well written. Yeah. It was... It was a cute book. It was a cute little story. Yeah, I mean, I was, I guess, expecting... I think there was some, like, kind of tongue-in-cheekness to it if you're, like, more um, more into the world than we are, like, mm. uh, probably some more references that you would get to things. It felt like a very classic bodice ripper, but without any sexual anything. Yeah. Um, but it also didn't feel as winky to me as I was anticipating. I was kind yeah. of guessing because it was like a Mother's Day promotional thing that it would be a little sillier. Yeah. But it's not. It's not very silly at all. Yeah. And there's very little mention of chickens. Like, no, I, not or at all. like, okay, so here are my questions. Why did it take place in England? Yeah. Because this happens in England. Instead of it could have happened in America, See, like, that, that's there the thing are upper middle, quite, uh, upper middle class white bitches there. Like, yeah. someone could have been disenchanted with their needlepoint. Especially some, like, you know, Victorian era, like, Georgian plantation right. girls or something like that. But maybe that is a trope of romance novels that an expert could teach us if, mm -hmm. you know, they would reach out to us. Please help us. Um... <laughs> You know, it felt like it made sense to me only because a lot of the other books that we read were mm -hmm. set in England for some right. reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Is that where this shit started? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, like, when there are Americans in these, they are always in England. Yeah. Because I think one They're of our pirates foreigners. was... Our pirates was an American. Yeah, um, yeah. So like it's like America's not romantic, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I read all of the Little House on the Prairie books, and <laughs> they felt pretty romantic towards the end. Really, I've never read them. <laughs> or like, oh no, that's Canada. I was gonna say the Anne Shirley books, but the, that's. Uh -uh. Canada, which is not romantic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> shitting all over North America. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're just gonna keep saying sorry. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just I think we romanticize England, and a lot of fantasy mm. seems to emulate England specifically. Yeah. Um, so there's something romantic about it that I'm, I guess. Uh, I, I guess I just expected because it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, yeah. maybe Kentucky isn't romantic. I don't know, though, but, like, cause, like well, maybe, Kentucky seems kind of cool to me, but... Maybe it's romantic through the eyes of what American and American is imagining England is seeing. Yeah. Like, to someone in England, a accent from Kentucky, it's, like, a very soft American accent, and it's lilted, mm -hmm. and, like, the blah, blah, whatever, where I'm, like, if I hear a southern accent, I just think, like, you're probably racist, I don't want to be near you, and not, like, ooh, sexy, <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I don't know, um, but I feel like it could have been in Kentucky. Yeah. Like, maybe she was from the aristocratic northeast. Uh -huh. And ran to, yeah. like, the South or something like that yeah. to get away because there's more, like, frontiersmen and adventure and shit out that way. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm too basic to answer that question. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was, like, a slight gripe. And then also, yeah, the, the literal, like, lack of chickens and in, in this, like... I guess, you know, he was hiding his chicken empire, but then he doesn't really get into it. It's not... Yeah, not like at all. all. It's like, by the way, I'm super rich. Yeah, and, but and that's it. But I hope you manage to love me anyway. They actually really don't want to get into the chickens in the letter. The only yeah. thing that reveals that he's, like, a rich and has his empire is the letter, and the letter, it doesn't mention the chickens at all. So yeah. um, you just know, because you know Colonel Sanders. So yeah. you just know, like, he's got a fast food chicken empire or whatever. But, um, I mean, considering, what was it, the werewolves where we had some like chicken grease masturbation like oh god like uh. <laughs> i'm so sorry i must have successfully blocked that out of my mind how dare you <laughs> 
oh, I'm God. sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it's not like we've avoided any sort of fried chicken in these things before. <laughs> so like it could have worked out in some favor. Oh, but at the same time, I'm really glad, especially because of the next book that we read. <laughs> so let's just get into it. Let's Segway. just talk about this book. And I'm going to go through it real quick. Yes. And we're just... Just gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna hope for the best. Take a deep breath, drink and your wine, take some pills, maybe if you have yeah. like, uh, if you maybe you need like some benzodiazepines afterwards and you need to be like <laughs> taken out. All right, so glazed by the big gay living donut by Chuck Tingle, also very short. And I think it was like, well, like three bucks on Amazon, yes. And it comes it with was. a second book, but neither of us read it because we don't I read hate the ourselves. First page that much. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I didn't it even... was about pirate Bigfoot. Yeah, I was, was like, maybe it'll be funny. I can't handle this. No. Um. So, all right. So, I'm going to just glaze over. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Get out. It's my house. <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't deserve this place. <laughs> All right, so let's just get into the nitty-gritty, and then we can just kind of talk about our little segment thingies that we like to. All right, so let's just do it. Take a deep breath. Put on your big boy pants. We can do this. All right, so our main character's name is Mike. Yes, it takes until the middle of the book to figure that out. Yes, but we'll just, whatever. So Mike goes on a road trip with his guy pals, and uh, they just graduated college. They're 18. They go to California. They're from Ohio, so... You know, Ohio's exciting. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so they're a bit disillusioned, or he's a bit disillusioned with the trip. Because I guess he's like, you know, you've seen the movies and stuff, and he's just like, something exciting's going to happen. But they've just basically been hanging out at the beach in San Diego. Um, so uh, basically, it goes, it's the whole story takes place on the last day of their trip. Um, and he's still, like, kind of disappointed with the way that this week has gone. Um, his guy friends aren't as bothered by him. They're like, look, I'm tan. <laughs> um, which I guess maybe the sun doesn't come out in Ohio. I'm not <laughs> sure. You lack sun and you put nutmeg in your chili. I don't understand Ew. you. Yeah, it's, it's wrong. Although chili on spaghetti is great. So Ew! No, it's good. I promise. Um, so, like, mixed bag. Never going Ohio. Ohio. Mixed bag. And Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. That's fair. I don't know. I'm, that's, I've literally <laughs> spoken every word I know about Ohio. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Um, okay. So anyway, they're on the last day of the trip. And Mike is like, I want to do something exciting. I want to do something memorable. We're like adults now, which is the most 18-year-old thing anyone could ever say. Mm. Um, and the guys are like, like, what? Excuse me. I had to burp. And um, he's like, like, we could go to one of those secret donut clubs or something. So let's just parse that for a second. Yeah. Secret donut club. So this is it already is like the, the most an non sequitur thing. thing. Yeah. Just casually dropped. A nonchalant non sequitur. Yes. <laughs> Double like, well, nod. I don't know. We can just go to one of those gay donut clubs. Yeah. So we have not been broken into this world, but we realize that there's something. We get something... a really fast history lesson. Yes. So basically... Donuts are alive, and they're living in San Diego, but they're being racially discriminated from Europe. They were all over the yes. country, and then they they moved to San Diego were because people like they heard, human human yeah. donut fucking was a thing that happened. Gay, straight, whatever, human donut fucking was a thing that was happening. Just wrap your and brains around that yeah, first. Just second. go ahead and give it a minute because it's not going to get any better. So, human donut fucking has been outlawed. Yes, and it is illegal. And even though donuts are sentient. They are not given basic human rights, so they are. Are we supposed to feel bad for the donuts? No. So all of the all of the donuts have fled to Europe. We are led to believe, except for these secret underground donut bars in San donut Diego. Clubs. Yes. yes, specifically San Diego, where they are. 
Um, it's it feels like some sort of Midwest depravity cautionary tale yeah. to me. Like, <laughs> don't you leave Ohio, and they don't talk like yeah, that. What happened out like, there? Oh, you fuck donuts. Oh, you don't want to leave Ohio. We're the Buckeye State. Outside of Ohio, there are donuts who want to fuck you. <laughs> so I mean, I just it feels like in him explaining this, you kind of get this sort of like. It, it feels like a cautionary tale, is I guess the best way. It does. It. It's it's like the next argument of like men fucking men. What's next? You want to fuck a donut? Exactly. Like it's, that's it's exactly like that exact what I was logical thinking, leap, which grown ass men still make on TV. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate the government. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> by TV you mean the White House? Like CNN. I saw this shit on CNN. Oh, boy. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about this because I'll just start there. crying. I've had a lot of wine, so <laughs> I will cry. Um, so anyway, so he's just cavalierly bringing up this whole secret donut thing. And they're like, what? Donuts fucking don't exist. But at, at, at any point, they end up at um, some podunk coffee shop. And they waltz in. And they're asking about donuts like they're trying to be real cool like somebody it's who's like never a done a drug deal before it, yeah yeah that's what i was thinking like be like you got any like drugs oh, well the the like really cool way he does this is like he asks yeah, for donuts cool. and they're like yeah we have maple bars which i wrote down a note what the fuck are maple bars they so talk about maple delicious. bars a couple times is that a thing is yeah that like a common donut yeah 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 okay so it's not a circular donut with a hole it's like yeah. basically like it's like a rectangle and it has like a maple glaze on top Okay. Oh my god, those are my favorite kind of donuts. I've never heard of it before because they say apple fritters at some point. I'm like, okay, everyone knows what an apple fritter is. I get that. Maple bars is no. not something okay. I've ever heard of. You don't understand. Did you mention twice in this book? Maple donuts are my favorite donuts. Well, and now I will never, never eat, eat them, them again. again. Yeah. Sorry, that was rude for you. <laughs> that was it forever. Was a, it was a really upsetting. No, I, <laughs> give me like two weeks and someone will bring in donuts. So I'm like, maybe just one. But you know you'll think about this. Oh, I will absolutely think about it, but I will eat it. I will eat it all. <laughs> I will eat everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... So, yeah, he's asking about donuts, and they're like, yeah, we have maple bars and apple fritters, and he's like, do you have have any any gay gay donuts? donuts? Wow, really fucking smooth. Fucking Ohioans, you know how to ask for drugs. (laughs) Midwestern newbies. Yeah. You don't know shit. So he is, like, kind of barely allowed to go. Yeah, so uh, eventually after, like promising the cashier that they're not cops he tells them about this secret location where we can find a gay donut bar because that's the, a thing i wrote down the secret club password because it's hilarious dozen yes <laughs> yes so um yeah so they go to this place they give the password and by the way you can't phrase it as a question that was really what? dumb there was a whole oh. exchange about like where the guy was like what's the password and mike goes Baker's dozen, and the guy goes, oh. "Was that a question?" He's like, "Oh, Baker's I dozen." That. I that's really like, stupid. Like pedantry is not really like part of the job of being a bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brah. I don't know. I don't know his life. Maybe he wants to go back to school for like English something something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So, so they, yeah, get they go inside. in. Everyone there is drinking milk and coffee. Yeah, it's weird. Like. Which, that was the first time that I was like, mm, I could eat a donut right now. Like a donut and <laughs> coffee actually sounds great. But milk is gross. So. Milk is gross. Don't just drink a glass of milk. No. Just a straight glass of milk. Who are you? Who does that? I have dipped some cookies into milk because that's great. But then yeah. like when you're left with the cookie milky yeah, mask, you're just like, mm, no, no, thank you. That milk is, is for coffee or for baking or mm. for the ground. Nothing else. <laughs> Pour it into the ground. Or cereal. You could do oh, cereal. Oh, yeah. I forgot about cereal. I'm so sorry, cereal. I love you. I don't. I feel the opposite about you that I feel about horses. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, they go to this club. Everyone's drinking milk and coffee. And um, Mike learns about glazing, which mm. is sucking off at least a dozen donuts. And then they, like, come on your face in, like, a sugary glaze of jizz. Which is so appetizing. Mm-hmm. And you know what he thinks is he thinks, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I, mm. <laughs> I'm so glad that you. 
Describe that. I just, I just like, my imagery gla- was, like... equals donut bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all that it is. <clears throat> I mean, you're right. I just, I wrote down exactly what they said it yeah. was. So, I mean, but you're right. It's donut bukkake. And the current record was, like, 15 donuts that someone jerked off without getting tired. And so Mike was, yeah. like... I know how to make this trip memorable. Yeah. I'm going to jerk off 16 donuts. <laughs> yeah. And he, he volunteers to be yeah. the performer. Yeah. Which... It's like done on a stage. So mm. first of all, you have to accept the idea that donuts are sentient and sexual beings and not just the thing you put in your mouth at nine in the morning. That still sounded dirty. It did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fix it. No. <laughs> Just let it hover it's there. It's just, you know what? We're our souls are already very heavy with this information that we're passing on. Um, we're almost free. We are okay. So, like, yeah, we've we've already gotten through most of the book. It sounds crazy, but we have. Um, so he did. Mike decides that he wants to break this record. This is the thing that's gonna make his summer trip memorable. This is gonna make him an adult, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the rest of the book is basically detailing how he jerks off multiple donuts at once. He puts some donut dicks in his mouth. He puts some in his hand. But, um, I'd just like to point out that, um, the living gay donuts are described as a floating pastry. Yes. They are muscled and toned. Mm. Despite being pastry, they have abdomens and, um, massive dicks yeah, hanging. This down. is where I was very confused. Yeah, because the, yeah, they are just they're described as floating. Yes, they're floating in through the air. Yeah, so no physical limbs. They're, yeah, they're described as gorgeous, muscular, and toned. They clearly have human-sized dicks, but like, how big are their donut bodies? Yeah, are they the like, size of actual donuts, but with like a human dick coming out. And or, I really wish that everyone like, could see my hand motions y- right now. Yes, Only Kelly can. So is it like forever unclean? <laughs> is it like regular donut size or is it like human size? I think it would have to be. I was picturing like human sized donuts because like a regular Dunkin' Donuts donut with with um, like a dick coming a man out of dick it. on it, the dick would be the size of the donut. And I just feel like it would longer. like anchor it down. Yeah, like exactly. The so like they wouldn't flow would well; wrong. they'd kind of flop around. Yeah, it would have to <laughs> or constantly like be trying to tilt back. Well, it's like kind of the floating version of walking with a limp because <laughs> yeah. the gravity is dispersed. Unevenly. But maybe that's what they're. It's really not. I don't know. I pictured like really For large. As graphic as donuts. this was, it wasn't described yeah, well enough weird. that it's, I could it's wrap like my head around it. It's like somehow both too graphic and not graphic enough because we do have a lot of questions. Yeah. Because I want to understand how donuts have abs. Like, how are they muscled and toned? That's why I yeah. wrote that down specifically. Like, muscled and toned. Yeah. Where are your abs? And also with sprinkles. I was going to say, frosting. is it are the abs like. Is, okay, so are you picturing like seriously like a giant donut? With, like, the little abs in the donut? Or is there a donut, like, where the hole is, maybe? Is there abdomens there? And there's just, like, a dick about, at the bottom? But he talks about or? the donut holes at some point, which yeah, is, like, does. a That's weird right. missed opportunity because he never fucks the donut holes. That's, That's true. That's a sentence I ever thought I'd say. Hmm. But he never fucks the donut holes. He, that's where they talk out of. Right. He says something about right. one of them talking, and they're talking out I of, like, their that. donut hole. God damn it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, this is a lot to unpack. I need more wine. I know. We drank it all. It's all gone. It is all good. We um, honey badgered that one. <laughs> but yeah, so basically the rest of the novel is just describing him like sucking off these donuts, donuts, jerking them off. And at mm-hmm. some point they're just jerking off onto his butthole and like he's jerking himself off and he's getting off on the crowd watching him and people in the crowd are jerking themselves off. And it's off. describing like the frosting situation that's like starting to encase him and like his face and his eyes are shut. Yeah. So he's basically he's just turning basically, into like a crispy cream. Like, he is glazed, actually. Mm-hmm. Like he is just like if you Again, think about a glazed donut. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He is a person but glaze. And it's yes. uh So it, it is a very accurate term. Yeah. He was glazed. but I feel like glazed by the living gay donut, it maybe it should have been plural. Yeah. He was, was glazed by donuts. sixteen donuts. He does break the record, by the way. Yes. And he wins a trip. To, to Holland, Holland. Yes. where I guess gay donuts came from, and it's all expenses <laughs> paid, and he gets to perform again, mm. and he's like, this is the best He basically day of my gets life. to go to, like, the Glazing World Championships or something. I know, and I, like, he's really happy about it, but for me, I was like, was he just sold into sex slavery? <laughs> he's never coming back from he's Holland. He's never coming back. He's never going to see Ohio again. I don't see the problem in that. <laughs> yeah. 
oh. probably better off. Don't answer now. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sorry. That's the plot of Glazed by the Gay Living Donut. We we did it. We got through it. I feel so ill right now. <laughs> forever unclean. Forever unclean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's uh, get into, I guess, kind of the nitty gritty of the things that we usually like to talk let's about with this. Let's try. Yes. Okay. So let's let's um, talk about our romantic leads. Let's let's incorporate both KFC and this donut business, mm-hmm. and let's talk about our our leads. So. Um, the tender wings of desire are leads. We have Madeline and we have Harland. Okay, so we have Madeline. She's headstrong. She's smart. She questions society. She's upper middle class white lady who's like, I don't like needlepoint. I don't want to marry for economic reasons. I want to marry for love. And then there's Harland who has a beard. And glasses. Yeah. They're, he's not fleshed out at all. No. Um, so, like, but the, the, um... I guess Madeline herself is, while not necessarily original, interesting mm. to read, I guess. She's likable. Yes. She's definitely likable. Yeah, like you, you feel for her. You kind of wonder that when you read about these marriages in like history class, the people who just marry to um, create alliances between countries or mm. build economic empires, and you're just like, wow, that had to suck for that lady. Yeah. But, so, you know, that perspective is always welcome. And then, yeah, Harlan does nothing. I really don't, like, I mean, except for being a sailor and having glasses, I don't really know. Yeah, and having a southern accent. Yeah. Which, I get. He's, like, he's an escape from the aristocracy, for sure, but he's really not fleshed out. Yeah. At all. There's not much to his personality other than she's super attracted to him and he likes her, too. Right. That's about the extent of it. Yeah. So it's very basic. And then with the donut one, there's really no romantic leads. There's Mike, and then there's a bunch of donuts, (laughs) Um, which is fine. Not every romance erotic novel has to end in love and marriage, which most of these well, most of them have. Yeah, Yeah. they're well. It's funny because I feel like a point that I feel like I have brought up before is that they all end in fucking marriage and none of them are just like, yay, I like having sex and this is just about us having sex. I feel like this is the first book where that's happened. That's true. For better or worse. Mm. It's really the first book where it's just like, the thing is sex. It's not romance. It's Mm -hmm. just sex. Donuts. Really want to get porked by some pastries. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, I just... uh, (laughs) I'm happy that Mike found what he wanted he got to make him the happy. the summer vacation that yeah. he wanted, which yeah. was he, getting jizzed all over him. <laughs> he wanted something more to his life. He wanted a story to tell, and he got it. Yep. He didn't Jake shy away from donuts. it. He was like, I want to go up on that stage. Yeah. He I was want, like, I'm not going to fuck just one donut yeah. for my first time. I'm going to do 16. Because mm-hmm. I know when I think of the most people I want to see in a room at one time, it, the number is 16. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's move on for that. So our leads are really, none of our leads are really super concrete. Like Madeline is the most formed. But even then, I feel like I still had a lot of questions for her. Yeah. Um, all right, so usually we like to rate the feminism with this. Um, easier so the, said than done. Yeah. So the first book, I don't think that it passes the Bechdel test, except for maybe it when barely passes. Kiva is teaching her how to be a bartender. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly but why it passes. they do spend a lot of time talking about Harland and talking about Carson. Yes, because um, I, we didn't really get into this because it's like... It's boring so and not important. barely mentioned in the book at all, but like Carson and Kiva have like a semi thing um, for Which each Which I feel like it's funny. It reminded me of that one mermaid book where I wonder if this is a trope we're going to see where like there's a guy that's like kind of attractive, but not attractive, attractive enough to have a sex scene mm-hmm. and he just gets to date someone else behind the scenes yeah like just ancillary characters in the background yeah like oh it's cool that they hooked up off screen yeah um it's it's hardly mentioned at all and there's really Mm. no pieces the puzzle that put it together carson's got a thing for kiva they hook it up at the end i think and by that i mean like they hold hands when they the main people like sail off to go to america to their chicken empire (laughs) um 
but yeah, so it's uh, the literally the only way that this book passes the Bechdel test is because they talk about their how to do the job. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't because every other conversation is about definitely men. between Madeline and her sister. All they oh, talk well, about is the Duke and marrying. I mean, Victoria, the sister, yeah. basically embodies what women are supposed to be like. Like she's excited mm-hmm. to get married to a stranger and run a household and just sew for the rest of her life. Yeah, and so like. Basically, any points that Madeline brings up, Victoria's just like, I'm excited to have no bodily autonomy. <laughs> and um, yeah, and same thing like with Kiva. Like, mm. it's literally just her warning her about men yeah. the whole time. Like, they're different conversations, but they're still about men. Yeah. So they're it all does, just like, watch out for those sailors. <laughs> it does. Hi, bunny. Hi, bunny. My rabbit has joined the podcast. Oh, he's so cute. Um, take a picture. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Mm, I'm not sorry. He's very cute. Um, but yeah, so like, it ba- I'd say barely passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. The gay donut one doesn't even have women in it. No. But also it's like a gay story, so you kind of have yeah, to give some leeway for that. I don't either. Yeah. Um, but they literally talk about nothing else other than finding donuts or fucking donuts. Yeah. So if we go by... They talk about how having a beach vacation is boring somehow, yes. you assholes. You I, right? I would assholes. love a beach vacation. I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, I want to lay around and be bored and tan. Right? Yeah, that's not... Oh, I can't tan. But, well. like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, like, that would be great. I'm so bored with relaxing yeah. that I'd rather fuck a donut. I want that to be my Do life. not relate <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, so, like, I don't know how to gauge the feminism on that one. Um, but if we if we base it as if it were, like, hetero things, it's mm. they're still having conversations about r- romantic or sexual interests. So maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, there's okay. really nothing going on other than wanting a sex adventure okay yeah so um then we can talk about so uh we usually like when there's some sort of supernatural force at hand we talk about the um appeal Mm -hmm. of either of these things there's not really any supernatural uh force at hand for the kfc for the chicken guy he's just a sailor although like i mean we could talk about the appeal of sailors sailors are dangerous they're usually lowly and poor and that's exciting for rich ladies i guess yeah it's definitely a big change from what madeline is used to exactly she's supposed to marry a duke and then all of a sudden like here's all these like salt crested sailors and it's um very foreign to her so it's very exciting right so appeal of sailors yes appeal of donuts my vagina is drier than British humor. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't... Nothing about this was like, yeah, I'm going to go fuck a pastry later. Appeal, mm-hmm. uh, none. I can't think... I can't wrap my head around it. I, I just... I cannot. I will not. I refuse. <laughs> Donuts and horses are the same level of animosity <laughs> right now. <laughs> I just, like, cannot. I, mm, no. Pass. Yeah. Pass. We'll talk about sailors till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> um, so then usually uh, we talk about either like the genitalia or the steaminess. And for both of these, the genitalia is incredibly lacking in that the KFC novel has no, none. none. Like we've got they Barbie and Kendall parts. Yeah. Like they were nothing. They nothing. made out all night. Yeah. We, they we don't even know if they had sex. Um, at all, which again, like I said, like, like since it was released by the did, company, mm, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they can't really get into, they can't really talk about dick and balls while also trying to sell chicken <laughs> to you. Like I get, I get that. Yeah. Um, the donut one just talks about cocks. Like, well, not- there was something I wrote down. Like, I don't remember what it was exactly because I left my notes at home, but just I think there was a phrase that was like sweet donut cocks or something that I was like, I can't believe they do I'm talk reading about, these like, words with my eyeballs. Cum. Yeah. But like, yeah. But, like, anything sexual is also donut related. Yeah. But it's. Which is. It's so. It's just so gross. I don't know. It's no like pulsing members or anything like that like that's the kind of stuff we're looking for that's the stuff that makes me laugh we still have not really found it yet no we haven't i'm really surprised i thought this was gonna be like way way more prevalent through the stuff we were reading i mean granted we're finding some other stuff so it's still like really interesting but it's this journey is not 
gone the way I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like really no genitalia, no fun things to, to talk about like at all. Because like I don't want to talk about yeah. donut dicks. Like, yeah, everything in that uh, book was so fucking graphic. It, it was really too much. much. It, was it was really graphic. Absolutely overload. But like not fun. No. I didn't find it funny. And like I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like kind of the Chuck Tingle stuff is sort of supposed to be silly mm-hmm. i'm not sure i can't tell if he's serious or if he's parody because i feel like when you have you know dominated by the velociraptor like yeah. titles like that like it's gotta be silly but then it was written very straightforwardly i thought I, this was silly in the fact that it was so straightforward and they're like citing these laws and regulations and there was something that i i didn't write it down but it was like the like donut fucking act of 2007 oh, or, something or something like, like that, that. they're was... like citing legislature yes. and stuff like that That's i thought true. was really I funny i forgot about that okay <laughs> maybe i was just really unamused because i <laughs> well it really takes a turn i mean quickly. they ruined like my favorite dessert maple bars yeah they're so good i'm never gonna eat one <laughs> for like two weeks let's be honest because i have a problem but um yeah like it's uh, I have to, you know, talk to a therapist about this. <laughs> um, okay, so like, if do we, there, we usually talk about like the steaminess rating too? Could is that even something we could parse with I these two? I don't know. Like the first one, I would say had zero steaminess. Right, but it's then, very safe for work. But then, how are we defining steaminess? Is that just like is it actual just sex, like, or yeah. is it for, like romance and exactly. everything leading up to it? Which, if that's the case, it still wasn't even that steamy. No, it because they like, really, it pretty much le- leaps from being just, like, physically attracted to each other to being married. Yeah. It's very quick. Like, I feel like it takes half of the book for her to run away. Yeah. It, w- it was very short. And yeah. It, yeah. The, both of these are very, very half short. Half of it was spent without him even in it. Right. Usually when they're this short, they're, like, super graphic. Like the donut one. Yeah. Um, but this one was really just like a very quick, very easy, yeah. straightforward romance. It was, yeah, like novella. it was very sweet, but it was also like, I don't really understand why you have such intense feelings for a sailor that walked into your bar. Yeah. And like that's all. Yeah, they didn't all you really know build other. the relationship at all. So yeah. like any sort of steaminess that would have been um like conjured from just the attraction that you could feel for each other yeah. like that wasn't really there either yeah um, so that was pretty low yeah the and then scale. the donut one is like negative five thousand steaminess <laughs> i i'm pretty sure my vagina sucked so far into my body <laughs> that it's lodged in my brain <laughs> and it's never coming back <laughs> it's gone forever i am now barren <laughs> I'm going through menopause, everything. <laughs> it's all broken. Everything is broken down there. <laughs> I I have nothing to follow that with. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess this is uh that's about this it. This is a short one. This was. Usually we have too much to say, but yeah. I think we're both pretty emotionally scarred <laughs> Definitely. from Definitely. Uh, I just want to move on so far from this. Yeah, and so forget it happened. Next week next week next episode <laughs> we'll uh we'll discuss something that's a little more palatable but mm. i figured um we both figured you know we had read the kfc one and we wanted to stay with the theme which is why we went with the uh the chuck tingle uh donut thing and like i don't think we knew exactly what to expect because like no. he's sort of notorious for these really weird gay erotic novels like if you google him you can find very little information about the yeah. man himself i looked at his wikipedia yeah. and it I didn't read it in depth, but it was basically I did. It's saying, nothing. like, it's a pseudonym. And he's very cagey about his identity. Yeah. Like I said, he's, like, the lemony snicket of dicks. Yeah. But, like, there um, was someone that came out as, like, being his son and did a Reddit AMA or something. But, but even who still. fucking knows if that was his son. Exactly. Like, and also, like, offered very little information yeah. about him. It was just like, I edited his books. Yeah. Um, and that was basically it. And all you can really find about him is that like some weird alt right chapter of the internet tried to get him nominated for a Hugo Award or something. What is that? It's some award? sort of literary um award of some sort. I don't really know much about it. I hadn't really heard about it except in the context of the Chuck Tingle books. Mm-hmm. Um, which 
I don't know. Maybe that says more. Is about the alt right than... into this? I think they were just trying to troll. Honestly, like because like I think him an I, award. Well, I feel like the Hugo Awards are actually like kind of serious. Can someone troll me by nominating me for an Oscar? I mean, look at the things that have won Oscars. I mean, it doesn't seem that. Okay, so I just Googled real quick. <laughs> Crash. Um, so, okay. Wikipedia says the Hugo Awards are a set of literary awards given annually for the best science fiction or fantasy works and achievements of the previous year. Okay, so it is a writing award specifically for sci-fi and fantasy. And I guess anyone can nominate, which is how he got a nomination. I don't know if he mm-hmm. won or not, but... He um there definitely was, was a story that was like fucked by my Hugo Award or something. Uh, yeah, maybe he did one. But he, he did. I, he did say did say on the Wikipedia page that if he won, he was gonna like have an anti-bullying person accept the award. Because, oh yeah, I did see that. Like he didn't approve of the tactics or whatever. Yeah. So like, despite the fact that I will never look at a donut the same way again. <laughs> Chuck Tingle seems all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's really interesting that both of, like, we've been reading pretty straightforward stuff for the most part, and I think we anticipated parody for both of these and were very surprised. Yeah. Because um, I definitely expected the KFC one to be more of a parody than it was. And maybe it was more, like, tongue-in-cheek, and I'm just not, like, there yet. It, but Yeah, it felt very straightforward it to did. me. Like, someone really wanted to write a good romance novel yeah. based on the loose outline of a guy is a chicken magnate. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I thought it was a pretty funny gimmick for Mother's Day. Yeah. You know, because we think of like, like, yeah, like the first half was very straightforward and wasn't like super exciting mm-hmm. when she's just like talking about her family and then leaving her family. And then like once they start describing him, I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. And, like that part's pretty I fun. I kind of pictured like Bluto. <laughs> From the Popeye <laughs> cartoons, <Yeah>. but blonde. <laughs> it's very confusing for me. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I guess like I just I found the campaign really funny because it's like you think when, of people who read like Harlequin romance and bodice rippers, you think of them as like depraved housewives and stuff like that. Mm. So it's funny that they released it for Mother's Day. But yeah. I was like, I was expecting it to be like goofier than it actually was. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, it was worth the dollar that we paid, yeah. I think. It was cute, especially if you want to read one of these and don't want it to be like super gross and weird. Or Yeah. Maybe knowing more about Chuck Tingle, we wouldn't have been so surprised, but we really went in knowing yeah. nothing. We'd heard his name and we know that like he's talked about like fucking Velociraptors yeah. and shit. Yeah, I swear to God, this so, was like, like one of the most normal titles I could find of his. <laughs> I don't want to read any more of it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So yeah, <laughs> next time we whenever we pick what our theme is going to be, it's going to be a much more uh, normal supernatural thing. I mean, we've got plenty of ideas for sure. Um, But yeah, something a little easier to digest. Yes. Get it? No, stop. Don't touch me. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Well, I'm not the only one who can make horrible puns around here. Clearly. All right, so I guess that wraps it up for CD yeah. Reads for this episode. So, Becca, why don't you tell us all the ways that you can find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at CD Reads. You can find us on Facebook also at CD Reads. Um, you can email us at cdreads at gmail.com. Please give us your suggestions, any future books you think, or any future zo- genres you think we should cover absolutely any tips any help you can offer us at all would be much if you've read any of the stuff that we talk about give us some feedback mm-hmm. um if you have read a chuck tingle book in your life please explain to me how you're not in therapy <laughs> please help us understand what happened to us and again from the bottom of our hearts we are so sorry we're really sorry <laughs> we're sorry guys All right, so hopefully you forgive us and tune in for episode six whenever we decide to record that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.
Magenta, the other was a blue. I know my chicken. You got to know you're a chicken. 